Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, we're bringing the fire. We have Raul Diaz, who is an amazing author, amazing mentor, amazing, amazing leader in our community, in our industry. Raul, how are you, my brother? Outstanding, man. Outstanding. Listen, I'm so honored to be here, man. We had a chance to meet uh, in Cabo with all your EXP agents. Yes, and the theme was the theme was one big fire. When I saw that, I said, man, I got to bring in the fire, man. So I'm excited to be in this podcast with you because I know you always bring it. You always bring in the fire, man. That's what you do. You know what? Listen, I was a guest on your podcast last week in New York, and it was one of the best moments that I had. You had, talk about bringing the fire. You had incredible energy. You had your beautiful wife there. You had a lot of guests there. Oh my God, it was extraordinary. So thank you for the opportunity. You, you, you're not telling them the best part. You're, you're not what? telling them the best part. The best part is the setting. It was a podcast oh. in a tattoo parlor. So the joke was everybody, every guest of, my, of, my, of mine has to get tattooed the edge. <laughs> has to get the edge that's in the arm. So, so Michael looked at me like, man, what, what are we doing here? So listen, right after the podcast, we have to baptize you with a tattoo of the edge, man. But no, it was, it was amazing. I'll show it later. <laughs> right. <laughs> so listen, I want to hear how you got started because we're going to talk about the empire that you have built because it's extraordinary and I'm going to break it down on this interview. But I want to know how you got started because I know you also had your start with real estate and you touched that industry. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, listen, man, real estate for me is my first love. <laughs> it's like my yeah. first my first love, you know, the, 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 the thing that got me started. You know, I read the book Rich That Poor Dad when I was 21 years old and I was sitting in a cubicle and I was, I was reading that, that book and it said you have to buy assets instead of liabilities. You have to buy property, you have to have real estate. So not even finishing the book, I contacted a broker and I said, check my credit, look at my income, what can I buy? He said, well, you could buy an investment property. So as soon as I, I was able to, I bought an investment property. Within two months, I flipped that property and I made $100,000. There you go. Now, what do you think a young 21-year-old- you? 21, 21 years old. So what do you think 21, a young 21-year-old kid with $100,000 in his bank, and what's the first, what, what do you think I, I did with that money? You spent it. Drive down to the BMW dealer, baby. <laughs> I want to get, I want to get a, a hot, red BMW convertible. You know, here's, here's my down payment. Like I, I, I want it now, right? So but the key is I didn't finish reading the book yet. So I go back to the book and then the, then the book says, a car is the worst investment you could make in your life. I'm like, oh shit, I just messed up. I made some money. Now I have to get my money back. So I remember going to the BMW dealer and said, listen, I'm sorry. I really can't afford this car. Can I just get my money back? And uh, obviously they were gracious enough. They gave me money back. So what I did with that money is I bought another property and then another property. And then I started, you know, I was buying properties every month, man. I'm like, and that's when I fell in love with, with investing in real estate. And I actually, I got my real estate license because my agent was too slow. We were missing out on properties. So I said, man, I can't, I can't have this, but I need to, I need to have a, a license. So I got my license I, and I built my brokerage based on guys who wanted to invest. So yep. most, it was, I was a young, hungry guy coming into the market. And that's why I got started in the real estate place. I love that. So the moral of the story is finish the book. 
Exactly. Don't do anything until you finish the book. Actually, the more the story is, you got to try different things, man. You got to try different things. I, I guess when people tell me, man, I, I read your book and I've done this, like, what did you do with it? Take action with the information that you have. That's the key. Information is not power. It's implementation is what's power, man. So that's, that's, that's what I got out of that book. You know, one of the things that you've said before is that people are the greatest resource, right? And so tell me how you start to motivate people. Because let me tell you something. When I met you in Cabo, there was, I think it was like 3,000 people there. And you walked in to a crowd that you didn't know. And you got everyone fired up. And you got everyone, you built everyone's trust. You got that in the first five minutes. And let me tell you, there are some hard-ass people there, me included. And I was like, I'm, I'm already in. I'm in with you. And I didn't know you. And so tell me how that's a talent. How do you sort of like see people as a resource? And how do you then sort of like really extract the mm. best from them? Going back to real estate, I always knew that the key to real estate was relationships. Yeah. Okay, so relationships, yeah. I built my real estate business through relationships. Then I bought a franchise in real estate, right? And then I started recruiting agents and I had you know, a couple hundred you know, guys working for me. It was all about relationships. But I remember that every single meeting that we had, every sales meeting, I had to be able to break their pattern of fear because in real estate, we operate a lot in fear. Not enough leads, not enough clients, not enough money. So we always come to, to a place of, I don't have enough, right? I don't have enough. So I know that most people are in that place of fear. So instead of trying to motivate people and, and tell them, no, don't, don't be afraid, don't be fearless. No, I, I have the, the, I develop a skill to tap into their pain and, to the, and their fear and actually expand their fears because the moment that you realize that I'm here to break through to you, then you could trust me. Then you know that I'm serious. And, and that's what I did at Cabo. I walked in, we had dramatic entrance, and it's like, man, this guy didn't come here to motivate us. I told him, I said, listen, if you came to get motivated, you're gonna be disappointed because I came here to tell you the truth. I came here to, to help you see what you need to do. And, and you have to tap into the people's fears so you could help them overcome their fears. Because our biggest fear, to be honest, is always not being enough, right? So if we have this mentality that we're not enough and we meet somebody that says, listen, I'm with you, I'm not enough. I, I feel inadequate. Like, I don't even know, like, you know, how, how, how to do this. But I trust without a shadow of a doubt that my intention is gonna take me through this journey and we're gonna do this together. And that's when you gravitate people. That's how you use people. Instead of using people, you help them see that you're there together to create something. That's why I'm a real estate company. I grew because it was a mission. Man, we were in a mission. We were young, we were hungry, we were in a mission. But like every mission, brother, like if you lose the vision, it crashes. You lose the mission, right? And that's what happened. 2008 happened, man. 2008 happened and yeah. it crashed, man. And that was the beginning. I thought that was gonna be the end of my journey. But looking back, that was the beginning of the journey, man. That was the, that's, that's what needed to happen in order for me to become the man that I am today. I love that. And you know, it's sort of like you turn into a chameleon, right? Because then you sort of look at where that is. You've actually sort of said you turn fear into fuel, right? It's the idea of these like four letter words that are sort of like, you know, that, that are polar opposites, but you turn your fear into fuel because that's when you start going 
and start igniting that fire that you're doing. So tell me about 2008. Tell me about those walls. I, I believe most of us, Michael, we run away from fear. So that's what happened in 2008, right? Crashed. I had a mortgage company, had a real estate company, had an investment company. And all of a sudden, we couldn't get our mortgages. So we had to change like the name of the bank every week. Another bank will go under. Another bank will go under. And I had this mentality of being Superman. I just mentality like, this is not going to break me because I had so much confidence. I had so much certainty. I had so much already a track record of success that yes. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to let go of who that Raul was. So yeah. what I did, Michael, is I just put more money towards bad money. I continue to, to, you know, it's kind of like going against the market, thinking like I'm gonna weather the storm, not knowing that the storm was gonna last a decade, right? Sure. So after a, after a year or so, I couldn't do anymore. I ran out of money and I couldn't, I couldn't pay my mortgage and I couldn't pay my offers. I had to choose, which one do I pay? Do I pay yeah. for the offers or do I pay for, for my house? And I remember going home and having that conversation with me. How do I tell my wife? How do I tell my, my kids? How do I tell them that I failed? You know, the Superman that they knew, the, the man that they knew, now I have to tell the truth. And I was ready for divorce, Michael. I was ready for it to say, I told my mother, I should have listened to my mother. <laughs> I should have, she told me not to marry you. Like, you know, you, you're full of shit, you know. I was ready for that conversation. But yeah, the beautiful yeah, thing yeah. that happened, Michael, and you met my wife and you know that she's yeah. the one who kind of like grounds me. She looked in my eyes. And I remember this as it was yesterday. She looked in my eyes and said, Raul, I know who you are and you're going to fix this. I will live under a bridge if I have to, but I know it's not going to be forever. Go on there and change this. Man, I don't know about you, man, but if somebody tells you that and, and that, that put that fire that ignited another version of me. That's what I knew, man. I have a, a rat of die with me. You know, I have a queen with me. I, I now I thought, I, you know, that's, that's where I believe most men fail because they don't have something that's worth fighting for. Yes. Now, listen, the business wasn't, wasn't worth fighting for because it was going down in flames. My relationship was worth fighting for. My kids were, were worth fighting for. Now I had to figure shit out. Now I had no other way but to face my biggest fear because I was living it. I was living my biggest fear. So I remember putting in back in those days, I, you, know, you, you know, you're the same age as me. We put CDs, right? Back in the days, we had CDs. So some other guys who listen to this, you know what CDs, round things that had like eight or 12 tracks. And then you put a CD and I would listen to motivational speakers. I would listen to a Tony Robbins. I would listen to a, 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 a books. I would listen to people who are, who are, who are constantly, you know, rich that are poor, that are constantly pouring positivity in my mind because I was living in a dark place. And it took me a while uh, for me to kind of get to the right place to look for opportunities. But then I, I read something in a book that said, in moment of chaos, there's always an opportunity. So I started believing there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Where's the opportunity? And, and one day I got an email, Michael, somebody telling me about the default market. The distressed market. I said, buy houses right now in foreclosure. I said, listen, I can even, I can even sell the houses that I'm in foreclosure with. Like, I have a bunch of property I need to let go. How can I buy product? Like, you buy my property. I was thinking I want to go into this webinar. I'm going to sell in my houses, right? Yeah. But then he started introducing me into the default market. How this asset management companies they need brokers, they need vendors, they need all this. And he says, pay me ten thousand dollars. At that moment, I didn't have the ten thousand dollars. Said, pay me ten thousand dollars, and I will teach you this business in a weekend seminar in Vegas. 
Man, I took my American Express and I said, there's the opportunity that I needed. I didn't have the money. I read my American Express with, with faith that I'm gonna figure things out. Sure. I flew down there, I saw the business. Within 30 days, we had an asset management company that we were contracting with banks to be able to manage their assets. And that seminar right there made me millions and millions of dollars because I trusted in myself that I saw an opportunity that I was gonna double down because I had nothing else. My back was against the wall, I needed to push through. I just got chills from that story, man. That's, uh, that's such a great story. So tell me how it feels now when you're the voice that people hear. When so so then so mind. then you know you think like that's when I got my edge right that's that's what you know that's that's when when Raul has the edge but no that's when I lost the edge because okay. now I rebuild it now I have money now I'm the man now I'm like everybody in my market knows me like now I have a niche I used to have lines of people in my brokerage like I have lines of people that wanted to work with me and we were such a tight close you know brokerage now because we had to protect. Yeah protect our accounts, right? Now yeah, we're not operating yeah. out of expansion, we're operating out of fear. Now everything is everything is all about like keeping, keeping. We live in scarcity. Even though I was making money, I was living in scarcity. I was afraid of when I'm gonna lose the, the next time. And I was living in such fear state that it manifested in pain. And I, and I had this physical pain in my body, in my stomach. I thought I had cancer. I went to see doctors. They told me it was all stress. It was all in my head. I started drinking. Every night I would drink a half a bottle of tequila for like six months to sedate the pain. That's wow. when I lost the edge. Because I was, I, I was in a tunnel. You know, in my book, King Scott, I talk about we go into the tunnel. We don't, it doesn't, it doesn't excite us anymore. We're going to the office, it, didn't, it wasn't exciting anymore because I was dealing with all these negative things. The yeah. market was crashing. Selling houses wasn't a positive thing. Buying houses wasn't a positive thing. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with darkness. I was dealing with with people thinking that I'm I'm the I'm the green reaper coming to their houses, taking their houses. It was a you know it, it, it that's when I learned it's not about how much money you make, it's about how you make your money. There you go. And that's when I realized that I need to do something different. I need to find first figure out what's wrong with me because I thought I was I thought I was going crazy. Then I invested in myself. Then I started reading about, you know, the levels that men go through as, as we grow older. Then I started realizing this is just a stage of my life that I'm going through a transition, that I'm going to what I call the tunnel. The tunnel is when you get the edge. The tunnel is when you find what you're made of. The tunnel is the moment that you, you dialed in to find your purpose. And that's when I, I, I made a shift. I made a shift and I started talking about purpose. I said, what drives me? What, what, what gets me up at night? And I put an event together in Vegas. So it's funny, now I'm thinking about everything starting in Vegas. So like what happens in Vegas I mean, exactly, stays in Vegas. Yeah. My, first, my first seminar was in Vegas now. That was the first Vegas event was like, hey, let's come, let's come party. That was my intention, right? <laughs> I, I, I invited a bunch of asset managers. I, I invited a bunch of uh, real estate guys. My first yeah. idea, Michael, was Let's talk about how we're gonna be able to take over the market because it was 2013, the, the, the stress market was already winding down. We're gonna get it ready to, to go up into, a, into what we, you know, we're going through right now, the last 10 years. I was positioning myself to raise money, to take out, I had all the accounts, all the banks, that like we would've made so much money because that was the intention in that seminar. When I got there, everybody asked me about what, what about your, your drinking? What about this? Because I shared with them what I was going through. 
every wow. man wanted wow. to know how did I overcome that depression? How did I overcome that, that darkness? Yeah. And I remember going to the bathroom, man, and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know if you go, sorry, you could edit this in the, <laughs> if, if you can't curse, but what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing here? I'm talk I want to talk about real estate. I don't want to talk about my, 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 my dark no. place where I've been. And then I heard the voice inside of me says, this is the opportunity you've been waiting for. This is your calling. And I went back to the room, Michael, and I told my story, how I was drinking every single day, how I was depressed, how I was in a dark place, how I was able to find my edge again. That's when I'm excited. And that's when everything shifted. I re at that moment, I realized that I had a different purpose. My purpose was to help men go through their darkness to find their pain so they could find their fuel to find the ultimate destiny, to live I with purpose. It. Does fear exist for you today? And if so, what is it? I, I just, uh, we, the reason I'm so energized is just, we just finished an event with a couple of hundred guys at this, um, at this event and the theme was breakthrough, right? Yeah. Breakthrough in 2022. Like all these guys, executives, CEOs, you know, high achievers, because that's, I, 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 my ideal client is somebody who doesn't need motivation, is somebody who wants to go to the next level, right? So my first opening was, I've developed a, a certain type of skills to tap into your fear, to help that fear turn into fuel. And yes. I said, but I have fear every single day. Like this morning before coming into this event, I was fearful. I had to let go of that fear. So my, my purpose will be bigger than my fear. So my biggest fear is regret. My biggest fear is not showing up. My biggest fear is not somebody, you know, somebody says, man, I, I would have done this if I would have heard somebody say this and that somebody could have been me. My biggest fear is my, my kids, you know, 20 years from now saying, oh, my dad used to be this guy, you know, but he kind of dropped and he let go of his edge and he's, you know, he's a good guy, but he's not great. That's what used to me up every day, man. I'm going for greatness. I'm not chasing success. The Raul 10 years ago was chasing, chasing success. The Raul now, I'm, I'm pursuing greatness. And that's what I teach. Pursue greatness. Live on the edge every single day. No regrets. Give her everything you have. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. It's what you do today that counts. Build your legacy. You know? Legacy, I mean, brother. Like legacy. Legacy. Make sure that when you're gone, people know you were here. And and right. the fear, I tap into fear every single day. I mean, I took you guys Love through the process, that. right? That ritual yes. process. That's that's how crazy it is. And every single day, you visualize what you're afraid of and you say, not today. Not today. So, you know, something that could help the audience right now, let's listen to this, is like, imagine your biggest fear and amplify that 10 times more. I know it's painful. Some, some of my guys have a problem with it, but I said, yep. do it anyways. Yep. And just claim these words, not today. You're not gonna control me today. You might have a chance tomorrow. I'll give you a chance Love to that. control Love me tomorrow, that. but not today. And guess what? Tomorrow, same thing. And you exactly. procrastinate. <laughs> you procrastinate yeah. on letting the fear control you. So you use procrastination towards your advantage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Define success for me. How do you define success? I, I was just talking to a client um, this yesterday, as a matter of fact, because he has an opportunity to work for a for a company that wants to absorb his company. Yep. His role. If I do this move in ten years, I don't have to worry about money in my life. And I said, but what's the, what's the downside? He said, the downside is that they control me. Downside is that I don't get to see my kids as much as I, I want to because I have to now go to the office instead of working from home. 
So I said, so your downside is your freedom. He said, I didn't think about this way. I said, what is success for you? Is success having the money or is success having the freedom? So, so for me, success is having the freedom and the money to do what I want, right? So, but I would never sell my freedom for money. I have to be free first. I have to be free to do what I what I want to do, what I love. I have to be free to to continue to to impact. I have to be free. Once I'm free, a free man who always find a way to make money. A free man will attract opportunities. So for me, success is having ultimate freedom, knowing that you are living with purpose. You have a, a mission. You, you have a vision that you fight for every single day. That's why I tell my kids, listen, don't worry about the money. Focus on what do you want? What do you want to become? You know, and, and I know it's deep. I have a 16-year-old son that he just spoke at my event. And he was telling the guys, he was telling the men, he's like, my dad, every single day, whatever he's teaching you, He's teaching me as well. <laughs> He's saying it the same way. So don't think for a minute that he takes it easy on me. Like every single day, I'm always talking about what do you want? How are you going to get there? Who do you need to become? Just questions that continue to, to, to help you expand. It's probably worse for him because he gets yeah. it every day. <laughs> I, 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 it's funny because he's, uh, he's my intern as well, too. In the summer, he works for my company. And I get... Yeah. I, and, and I did it in a sneaky way for him to, to, to download my information by having him listen to my trainings and kind of select the audience that are gonna go into Instagram, right? So every single day I said, Dad, I just don't get it from you at home. Then I have to get it from you in my job. Then I'm like, so you're programming me little by little, 24 seven with the edge. I said, that's, that's where it is. That's what, that whatever is it takes. So awesome. Tell me about the King's Code. I love that, by the way. That's just such a, it's enticing right away. And I know that it's very special. Talk to the audience about the King's Code that's in your book. So I, I, I wrote the book called The King's Code because I, I, I've been through some, I think I've been to over 150 seminars, Michael. I, I was a seminar junkie, all right? So I, I've paid a lot of money, probably up to a million dollars right now in, in personal development. But I was through a, I went through a stage of, information addiction because a lot of us we get caught up in the information caught up into like oh he said this i'm gonna apply this oh he said that i'm gonna that so we don't find what works for us we don't find our code so when i started putting these workshops together these leadership events together i told him listen i'm not here to teach you anything new i'm here to help you define your code to the edge your code to what gives you that drive. Not my code, my code is different. I'm a different breed. Yeah. You have to find out what, what juices you are, what drives you, that's your code. So as I go through this process, I help to understand that there's levels to a man's life. The first level is you're a peasant. You know, I'm, I was a peasant at 21 years old trying to make ends meet. Then you become a warrior. I was a warrior in real estate. I was lashing deals. I was making shit happen. I was, I was kicking ass. But then when I lost my edge, I became a sedated warrior. And most men become sedated warriors because they feel just like I was feeling, scarcity, pain, failure, and we are afraid to take risks. But I believe that is the tunnel that gives you a rite of passage for you to become a king. But in order for you to become the king, you have to find your code. You have to find the code to the king, your king's code. And that's, that's what I do. I help men define what that is for them, personalize it so they could do it every single day. Because at the end of the day, Michael, I believe every man has a birthright to become a king, but we must choose. We must choose. It's a daily choice. 
There's, short, there's days that I wake up, listen, I don't, I don't want to be a king, man. I, I set up to be a peasant right now because I don't want the responsibility. Or I set up to be a warrior, man. I just want to make some money. I just want to, you know, get out there. But then the king inside of him says, no, what's your purpose, bro? What's the big picture? Who are you going to be able to impact? And I think real estate right now, what, you know, what, some of the things that I've learned from, from, from you and your organization is that that's what you're teaching, purpose, lifestyle. You know, that's the, that's the king's code. You know, I mean, a lot of queens out there too that, man, I'm a queen. Well, how are you building your kingdom? How are you impacting people? How, how are you finding your code? Because talk is cheap. It's how you live, your code. If you live by a code, man, you don't have to talk about it. People are gonna be stopping you and say, hey, I wanna be part of your team. I wanna be part of what you do. Like, how do I get involved? I, I, I don't, you know, I see that you live a certain way and that's what we need to do. We need to continue in this, plan of growth to find our code every single day. And you know, what you're saying is so impactful because people that are listening to, you know, podcasts, people that are reading your book, people that are information gatherers, that's what they do. They gather information, right? And so you even sort of said you went to 150 seminars, but then it's like, how do you decipher that information? Mm -hmm. Right. We'll we'll go and sort of get really inspired coming in out of, you know, a seminar of yours or someone else. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you're back to your old routines. Right. And yep. you just sort of said something that makes it so very interesting. You don't unlock the code. You don't unlock the code to yourself to make you take action. There's three things that I always recommend. If you want to find your code, there's three things that you must have. The first is association. The right people that you surround yourself with, with the, that code is contagious. Yeah. It's contagious. That's why I love like the ESP culture, man. You guys get it. You understand like the culture. So that's that's number one association because you can't fake that. You 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 could you could fake it for a, a moment, but the long term is not sustainable. So you have to get around people that get the fact that man, you're building a kingdom. You're building. You're living by a code. You're creating an impact. You're not here just to make a little bit of money, buying some leads, getting some leads, make a couple of transactions. No, it's bigger than that. So get around people that, that get the, the big picture. The second one is accountability. You have to have people hold you accountable, but first you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable to a higher standard. The moment that you start living with accountability, realizing that everything that you do, you're accountable for. That's the moment that you start living by a code. And the last is a simple action plan. Don't complicate your life. I live by seven habits of a king. I have, actually have an app. I'll give you guys access to my app. Just launched this past week. It's next level app in, in, uh, in, the, um, uh, in iOS or, or Android. Seven things that you do each day. One, take care of your body. Two, take care of your mental health or your being. Three, take care of your business. Make sure you're, you're, you're making money or you're setting yourself up to become a producer. Four, take care of your bonds, your relationships. Make sure that you connect with your family. Five, make sure that you're journaling, you're writing down your king's code every single day of what's, what, what are you learning from the day. Six, what's your daily routine? What's your daily ritual? Are you meditating? Are you, are you working on what's your daily ritual that gets you energized? You know, six, making sure that you're holding accountable to a higher power, you're holding accountable to, to something bigger than you. And seven, make sure that you live in by a code, by bringing value. What's the value that you bring into people? Seven things every single day that, that you have to make sure that you're doing to live like a king, to embody the king mentality, to embody that, that queen, you know, that, that you believe you are, because everything is programming. 
Like the man that you see right now, Michael, I've made this man. I created this man every single day to the trenches. Like, you know, God and the universe were guiding me, but ultimately I had to choose to put the pieces together. Some of us become victims of our circumstances instead of being creators of our destiny. But with that creation comes intention. You have to be intentional about what you do. And that's what the seven steps, the seven habits of a king are so important because every single day you're gonna know whether you're winning or you're losing the game of life. No excuses. Dude, it's all black and white. I mean, you bring the fire. It is so amazing. I got one final question for you. In your book of life, what's this chapter called? That's easy. Expansion. Expansion. Expa and expansion comes with a price, Michael. Because every single time that I put an event together, you know, I, I put events with an intention of what I think people want. But once I'm in it, man, the energy and the vibration is so big that we actually start shifting different, different things and they get what they need. Expansion needs to happen the moment that you let go of control and let go of who you are right now. I need to let go of who this version of me is in order for me to expand because if I'm just guiding people based on who I am right now, I'm limiting myself. So as I'm expanding, as my business expands, as my relationship expands, as, as my network expands, some of us would make the mistake of trying to be the same person. And, and, and right now you're listening and you're stuck in your, in your business and you've just made as, as much money probably 2022 and you're stuck in a certain place or in your marriage or when you finish or your, or, or your purpose, it's time for you to let go and expand. You must expand and surrender to your purpose and don't fight it because fighting it just brings in more fear. My fear is that most people will never live their full potential and they, they die with a lot of gas and energy with them. Don't be that guy that lives with regrets, that dies with regrets, that, that's thinking that could have, should have, but didn't. Be that guy that says, listen, if God takes me today, like I am, I am done. I, I've given, I have nothing else no more. And yeah. that's, that's what I want, I want my kids to see, that every single day, man, I'm giving it everything. And then tomorrow I'll do it again and again and again. And I've seen you do it again and again and again. And I love that let go and expand. It is so, that's it. It's, it's, it's so eloquently said, man. It's amazing. So, you know, this, I've had the great fortune that, you know, this podcast is now distributed in over a hundred countries. So mm. for the people that don't know you right now, how do they find you? Just go to, we uh, go to Instagram, Raul the Edge, as you can see my, my logo is everywhere. Raul the Edge, uh, uh, send me a DM. As uh, and if you're in the U.S., you could also text me. I have my um, a text platform that allows me to send you messages daily. If that's what you're into, two zero three four zero five nine one nine nine two zero three four zero five nine one nine nine. Text me podcast and you will get a daily edge podcast every single day. Just imagine, you know, every single day, me in your ear for two to three minutes, that's all I need. I just need two to three minutes of your day and I will get you on fire to make sure you go to the next level. Listen, I'm not even on that. I'm gonna do that right after this too. <laughs> Text me podcast, brother. You get that edge every single day, man. That's, I'm excited about, you know, what's going on right now in the, in the market because I, I believe we're going to a storm, Michael. We're coming into a storm, especially if you're in real estate, we have to prepare for the storm. And for my experience, all the strong survive the storm. 
Raul, I got to tell you something, my brother. Listen, we we've met recently, and it was an instant connection, and we're we're developing this beautiful friendship. I am so in awe of what you do and who you are as a leader in our community, as a leader in general, as a, as a man, as a father, as such a great figure to follow. And I thank you for what you do, and I am so looking forward to building our friendship and really sort of trying to do things together. And I'm really so grateful that you were on the show today, my brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Thank you so very much, man. And thank you all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.